Hey, good morning and welcome to You Serious Podcast. Uh, today I want to talk to you about lost and found. You know, the, the day and the time that we live in, you've got, <clears throat> you've got people that just don't believe in God. You've got people that somewhat believe in God. You've got people that just does not believe in God at all. Then you've got people that pretend to believe in God. Now, out of those categories, you're going to say, okay, well, which one am I? Well, there's no way. I definitely believe in God. Okay? You know, if you read the Bible any at all, the demons believed in God. Satan believed in God. Satan knew, knows that there's a God. But his job, Satan's job, is to get you to believe that there is no God. Or he is to get you to believe in a God that he has created. And that's what the majority of the people have failed for. And you're going to say, oh, that's not me. That's not me. My, my preacher, he's, he's a good preacher. He's taught me the word of God. Well, you're in trouble right there already. When you make that statement, you're in trouble. Because if a man is teaching you who, who God is, you're in trouble. Because the Bible specifically states in Timothy 3.16... Study to show thyself approved in order that you can rightly divide the, the word of God so that you won't be tossed to and fro like a child anymore. See, we live in a day where people are basically biblically illiterate. I hear people tell me all the time and they'll say, they'll make a statement about, you know, uh, why bad things happen and this and that. And then when you question those people and you'll say, well, where did you get that information at? Facebook. Are you kidding me? You're trying to quote scripture and you're telling me that you got your information about what scripture already says off of Facebook from somebody that has no idea what the Bible says. So, see, here's what it, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to, do you study scripture for yourself? Do you know who God actually is? And most of all, do you know the commandments of God? Now, the big one will be, in the end, when we take that last breath, did we do the commandments of God? Did you live your life out <clears throat> practicing the commandments of God? Well, I'm not even going to get into what the commandments of God are. You can open up the Bible for yourself. You can read it just like I do. I'm no theologian. Uh, I'm just a, a an older guy that studies the Bible, not as much as I should, but I have studied the Bible lots in my lifetime, and I still do today. But you better not get your information off of Facebook. Better not take my word for it. You better find out what the truth is for yourself, because in the end. Even though right now you may believe and you may think, you know, hey, my life's going to go on forever. Well, no, it's not. Just look at the newspaper, turn on the TV, radio, people dying every single day. And it's only by the grace of God that you are listening to this podcast today. So whether you believe in God or not, he has allowed you to wake up this morning He's allowed you to listen to this broadcast. 
And he's allowed you the ability to think about what you're hearing on this podcast. Now, whatever you do with this information, totally left up to you. I can't answer to God for you, nor can anybody else other than you yourself. So today you may want to consider all the information that you've heard about God, everything that you think about God, and you may want to get in the Bible and figure out yourself who is God. Now God's in the business of lost and found. That's right, lost and found. God will find things and find people that are lost, and it's left up to those people to respond to his call. Now, there's no doubt, and as I grow older, I see this happening more and more and more each day in the world we live in. We live in a world where people absolutely love money. Oh, you heard me. You heard me right. They love the money. Now, what does the Bible say? The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. Well, you're sitting there telling yourself right now, oh, I don't love money. Oh, but I have to have it. Okay, well, and I'm going to put myself right in the category with you here, okay? What do we do? We work five, six days a week, eight, nine, ten hours a day, and we work for money, right? Okay, well, we're working for money. What are we working for money for? Okay, we're working to pay the the house payment, we're working to pay for the cars that we bought and the credit cards that we've got and, you know, our kids' uh, toys and cars and everything else that we give to them. So what happens is, is in that process, we become a slave, I said a slave, to money. Hey, that's right. The Bible says in, about debt that the lender is the master, and the borrower is the slave. Now, let's just take that one particular quote of Scripture. Is that true? When you go down to your local bank and you borrow $100,000 from them, who's in charge? It's surely not you or me. And listen, there's no bigger crooks in the world than bankers. Just go back and read the Bible. Jesus talked about the money changers. He, he fought with the money changers the majority of his ministry. Why do you think he went in the temple? Why, why do you think he went in there and turned over the tables of the, of the uh, money changers? Said they were making a mockery. Well, they're making a mockery out of, out of uh, Jesus' people today. You'll go into church this Sunday and the first thing you'll hear is, Oh, let's take up the tithes and offerings for the, for the glory of the Lord. That's the biggest lie that you'll ever hear. That's exactly right. That is the biggest lie you will ever hear. They're taking up the glory for, them own, for their own selves. They're not taking up the glory for God. If they were taking up the glory for God, you would see the Bible playing out right before your eyes. Oh, well, brother, what do you mean? What do you mean you'd see the Bible playing out before your eyes? Hey, let me give you a little secret here. The money that was taken up in Scripture in the New Testament was taken up for the people. It was taken up for the people that had needs. And you know what? In the Bible, it said when one had a need, they all had a need. Okay, <clears throat> see, that's changed today. If anybody's got a need, here's the first thing that we'll say to them. 
Oh, brother or sister, I'll, I'll be praying for you. Biblically illiterate. Biblically illiterate people. The Bible says that if, if you have the means to help someone that is in need and you do not help that person, it is sin. That's right. Look that scripture up for yourself. God doesn't say, you know, well, go ahead and pray for them. No, God says go ahead and help them. But you know what? We are so in love, and I've been right there a majority of my life, so I'm not saying anything about you that I'm not saying to myself. The majority of my life, you know, I'd try to hang on to it. Run across many people that needed help, and I'd help them some, but I didn't help them nearly, of, uh, nearly what I could have helped them because I trusted me more than I trusted God. So we live in a day and a time where money is king. And in the days ahead, you're going to see times are going to get harder, times are going to get tougher. Because whether, whether you believe it or see it or, or want to believe it or even know anything about it, right before your very eyes today, there's a one world government that's taking place and it's coming. And it's coming to the point that if you are a true believer in God and you speak the truth, you will pay a, pay a great price for it. No doubt about it. You will pay a great price for it. Now, there's a lot of you folks that are Christians. You know, you, uh, you talk about how, you know, how great things are going to be in the future and, you know, God's going to make you rich and God's going to heal everybody and Okay, if that be the case and you believe that, why don't you go to the uh, local cancer center, wherever you're located at, and go in there and heal all those people with cancer? Go to St. Jude's. It'd be worth the drive. Go down there and, and, uh, and heal those kids. Because me personally, there's nothing any sadder in this world than seeing little kids with cancer. Breaks my heart. So why don't you, uh, all you faith healers, why don't you get together, get in your car, go down to St. Jude's or go to, uh, you know, your local, your local cancer center. There's one basically in every county. Go in there and just heal every one of those people. It's getting quiet, ain't it? That's your religion that's speaking back to you that's, that's getting angry. It's not you, actually. It's the, it's, the, it's the Pharisee that lives with inside you. So, God's not coming back to a place or to a people that is healthy, wealthy, and wise. And if you have a pastor that's telling you that God wants you healthy, wealthy, and wise, you may want to rethink that. Now, does God want the best for you? Absolutely, He wants the best for you. But see, there's one critical part in that, in that thinking that you're not considering. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He's interceding for His people this morning, this day, this very second. And He's interceding for us to the Father. The Holy Spirit... Yes, there is a Holy Spirit. He lives inside of His people. He's not in your Baptist church. He's not in your Pentecostal church. He's not in your 
uh, missionary church. He's not in your Methodist church. He's not in your Presbyterian church. He's not in all your denominations in a building, in a box. He's inside. That's right, I said inside his people. There's nothing holy about a building. There's nothing holy about the first Pentecostal church. There's nothing holy about, excuse me, there's nothing holy about the first Baptist church. There's nothing holy about the the, the Methodist church. Those are all man-made. Oh, the Pharisees coming out in you strong now, isn't it? Listen, they called Jesus a heretic, so... Whatever you call me, that's just that's fine. I may answer to it. it. It just depends on what day it is. But the Holy Spirit is the one that lives inside of his people. He leads them. He guides them. And he directs them. Now, we don't always listen to the, to the uh, utterance of the Holy Spirit. And that's when we get in trouble. I've been in trouble most of my life because I've not listened. But the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He tells us. He warns us. He nudges us when things are not right. That's the Holy Spirit. Some people call that a conscience. If you're a Christian, you better call that, a, you better call that the Holy Spirit because that's, that's what the Bible says. That the Holy Spirit will come and He will lead you, He will guide you, and He will direct you. Jesus, matter of fact, Jesus said, Hey, I've got to go, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Comfortless. Think of that. Comfort. The Holy Spirit should be bringing you comfort. But Jesus goes on to say that I will not leave you comfortless. I will lead you, I will guide you, and I will direct you. The Holy Spirit will lead you, guide you, and direct you. So see, today, we live in a world that is controlled by Satan. The Bible says plainly in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that Satan has blinded the eyes of the people. Now, if your eyes are blinded this morning, you can be one of those that are lost and found. That's right. You're lost. But the Holy Spirit can find you. Well, how do I know if the Holy Spirit's found me? Well, you'll know. You'll know because there'll be a sadness that will come over your heart. You will realize that you are a sinner. You will realize a lot of the things that you have done in your lifetime was wrong and it was against the glory of God. And you will truly repent for those sins. And if you repent from those sins, the Bible says that He will remember your sins no more. He will cast them from the east to the west to remember them no more. They will be put under the blood of Jesus Christ the blood that he shed on Calvary for you and for I. Now, Satan is the accuser of brethren. So the very moment that you become saved, do not think that it's strange that that Satan will not bring up all of your past sins to you. And he will condemn you because he condemns the brethren He accuses the brethren and he will come against you to make you think that you're not saved. That's natural. We all go through it. I've been through it. Dealt with it all my life. But in the end, the the Holy Spirit will always 
come back and give you comfort. Remember the words comfort. He will comfort you. He will lead you deeper into Scripture. And He will unveil truths to you that no man can unveil to you. I can't unveil them to you. Only the Holy Spirit can unveil them to you. And you will only receive that by getting before God Almighty and getting to know who He is. Now, some people will say, well, I don't understand why there's plane crashes, why all these abortions, why are people murdering all these people, why do these people do these things? Well, I do not understand it completely, but here's what I do understand. Satan is the god of this world. He's the father of lies. And you are believing one God or the other. This very second, this very moment, you are believing one of the gods as true and one of the God as liar. Now, God is one. The Bible is clear. But he functions in three separate entities. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Satan has blinded the eyes of the people. So today, you have to, you have to decide, are you going to remain lost or will you be found? Now, I encourage you today, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you've done, I don't care where you've been. There's still hope if you're breathing. And you know, I truly believe that one day when we all do get to heaven, I think we're going to be surprised at who we see there. Because, see, we, we love to categorize people and we love to say, mm, boy, that person's a great person. They're going to heaven. You see that like on the news. You see half the world here last week or the week before, you know, they were just praising George Bush of what a great man he was. Well, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But only God will know that or does know that. So we, we love to say, you know, that person right there, they, they, they've been in church and they did this and they did that. They're so phony. They're going to hell. <clears throat> Those are the very ones that will be in heaven. That's right. And my point is the ones that we think may be there may not be. And the ones that we've already put in hell, they may be in heaven. But, you know, the Bible's clear. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. If there was somebody come to you this morning and they put a gun to your head and they said, I'm getting ready to kill you in three minutes. Three minutes, you're going to be dead. What thoughts would rush through your mind? What would you do? How would you react? What would you say? Sort of a crazy question because we, I, I don't know and you don't know. But you could be dead three minutes from now. And you'll be standing before a holy God. 
And the Bible is clear. It says, do not fear the one that can kill the mortal body, but fear the one that can cast the soul into hell. So I hope this message has helped someone this morning. I don't want your money. All I want for you to do is think, hey, this guy may be on to something. What if he's telling the truth? Well, I can assure you that I'm telling the truth to the best of my ability. <clears throat> I do not know everything about the Bible. But I do know the one that wrote the Bible. And he said right now we look through a glass darkly. We are not going to understand everything on this earth. It was never intended for us to understand everything on this earth. But what it was intended for us to do was to trust the Creator. See, we're just a mere creation. And what's happened in our society today is the creation has become smarter than the Creator. So I'm going to close with this, and I'm going to ask you, are you going to remain the lost, or are you going to allow Him to find you? The lost and the found. God's in the business of the lost and the found. So until next podcast, I truly pray that this will open up your eyes and make you think. I have no motive. I have nothing that, that you have that I want. Don't want your money. Don't want you to send me any money. I just want you to think about Jesus Christ and the work that he did on the cross. Until next time, God bless you. You Serious Podcast.